It was just last fall when I was forced to get a new vehicle. Somebody had damaged my family vehicle. And with that, a fight with the insurance carried out over the summer. And when it was all done, I finally received my check and then realized I now need to get a new vehicle. And with that new vehicle came one simple question that everybody always has to ask themselves. When we get a new vehicle, what are we going to call it? Every vehicle has a name given to it by the automotive corporations behind the logo. But when you make a purchase of a vehicle and you see it, what do you call it? And today, we're going to take a look at how and why we name our vehicles. AutoWorks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to AutoLooks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself. Coming to you from Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and like, share, or comment on all of our feeds inclusive of LinkedIn. And if you're looking for a little bit more information or even pictures to follow up this podcast, check out our website, www.autolux.net. For all your up-to-date information about automotive ratings from around the world, our famous end of the year, inclusive of all new products, best of year rating for all exterior designs, and links to all of the automotive corporate websites from around the world big or small we have them all on autolux corporate websites and if you got little ones at home please check out our children's book site for five inclusive books which help educate your children about the automotive industry we love the most now today we're going to be talking about why do we name our vehicle now, have you ever thought about this you have a vehicle in your driveway and you have a pet name for it hell just about every vehicle i've ever owned i have had a name for. My Concorde was the Beast. The Acclaim was the Postal. Post Office Blue. My Rio was the Black Widow. My Malibu was, well, as Adam Sandler, that piece of it car. I had two Taurus. One was very short-lived, the other one I had for about a year. They're both Tory. Tory to Tory. Pretty simple. My Suzuki Isuzu. The vehicle I was talking about that I lost was Lightning. And the vehicle that I picked up when I got that check was Griff. Why did I call him Griff? A 2008 Kia Barreco. That's brown. Now, why would I choose that name? Why would my family go along with that name? Why would you call it that? Like, Susie the Suzuki. Makes sense. Tori the Taurus. Chrissy the Chrysler. All interesting names. My Rio always went by as the Rio for the longest time. But it wasn't until I had my aftermarket parts put onto it that I started calling it the Black Widow because it literally almost killed one of the mechanics working on my car when they tried to put my lowering springs on. Yeah, guy almost lost his finger and had they have not caught it in time it could have crushed him so after that day i decided to call her the black widow because she was a widow maker but griff he's big he's brown why would you call it that well for myself i called them griff because the 2008 kia borrego is rare they only made them for two years essentially 2009 2010 this is built in 2008 but it's a 2009 product so they're very rare only a few thousand of them out there it's a rarity but it's also brown it's like a griffin a mythical creature that is very rare hell barely anyone has ever seen them or heard of them. We don't even know if they ever did exist, but it's a mythical creature that even in stories were very hard to find and weren't seen that much, like my Borrego. And being that he's brown, it just kind of suited him. So Griff for short, but essentially his name is Griffin. Kind of a fitting name. So I started taking a look and seeing how I could turn this into a podcast. How I can ask people out there the questions of how and why you name your vehicle. Not everybody does it. And that's another question you got to ask yourself. Not everybody does it. 
Why not? Because some people see their vehicles as just a hunk of metal to get them from point A to point B. And essentially, that's what they are. It's like your computer. Do you name your computer? Some people do, some people don't. Now, some people name their privates. People name things that they become attached to. Something that they see as part of the family. It's like a dog. If you're a parent and your kids want a dog and they got a dog and you never want anything to do with it, nine times out of ten, you're just going to call it the dog. Where everybody else has named it because it's part of the family, part of that unit. And when people see an automobile as that, they name it as that. Now, I somewhat come to this conclusion because talking around to certain people at work and family, I got to know people who like their vehicles and see them as a part of their natural way of life, started to name them. My in-laws had a red Pontiac bug. First gen. Now my mother-in-law is one of those people that gets attached to those things. So she has named them. All of the vehicles they've ever owned, she's named them. My father-in-law, he went along with it. But in the sense, he went along with it because he sees an automobile as a giant hunk of machinery to get him from point A to point B. So he's one of those people that when they're doing 130 on a four-lane highway in a rainstorm, you are scared shitless. Because they don't understand their vehicle. They don't understand that you need to understand your vehicle. They're also the same people that when you tell them the way you drive your vehicle is the way your transmission and your engine will get dialed in. I proved this theory long time ago when my dad and I both had Concords. I had a 94, he had a 95. Technically, I had his old Concord. When I got mine, he got a newer one. My brother took my car one day. He was up visiting. He took my car because he had to go do some running around. My dad said, well, I'm paying for the repairs on it. I had to pay for the insurance. He's like, uh, your brother can drop you off at school and uh, he can go out and about. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'll let him use my car. I can stay at my friend's. He's just got to come get me. The next day, he handed the keys to my dad and said, can I use your car? Because my car was dialed in. I always take off from traffic lights like a bat out of hell. Quite often. Not as much anymore, but back then, when I was in college in my early 20s, I did it all the time. My transmission, same 3.5 engine that was in my dad's Concorde, was dialed in to accelerate like a bat out of hell. My dad's wasn't. Being that my father-in-law doesn't see or understand that, he's also one of those people that doesn't name his vehicle. Because he doesn't see it as a purposeful thing to name. People, animals, that's it. Everything else is just product. My mother-in-law sees it as part of the family. And that's why we name our vehicles. I name my vehicles because they're a part of my family. Now, I've done this for a lot of vehicles. I never did it when I was a kid. My dad never did it. My dad still doesn't do it. He likes his vehicles. He knows how to drive his vehicles. But he just never wanted to name them. Because he just saw them as they already come with a name. That's another point when naming your vehicle. Like I said, not everybody does it. But when people do it, how do people come to the conclusion of what they're going to name their vehicle? A lot of people come to the conclusion based off of key points. For instance, its color, its size, the appeal or aggressive look. Add to that rarity and segment as well. You wouldn't name your Ferrari Bertha, but you might name your minivan Bertha. You're not going to name a green car Black Beauty, but you're going to name your black car Black Beauty because it's in the name. Just like how Griff is a rare vehicle and he was brown. Rare like a griffin and brown like a griffin. It went together. Black Widow, my Rio is black, Black Widow. But then I also said it's a play on words. Susie the Suzuki, Chrissy the Chrysler, Tori the Taurus. The Beast, that's a different story. That name came from the car, from its size, and that it was basically just a beast. She won a lot of street races back in the day. Yes, a 94 Concorde won a few races. 61 to be exact, with one loss. But she, for 3.5, was powerful. My friends couldn't believe it. She had this aura that was beastly about her. 
just, like, just grab the road and just drag you down. That thing handled amazingly for a front-wheel drive sedan that was originally set up to be rear-wheel drive. It was the first vehicle that ever got a name that I ever owned or was part of my life. And I didn't even name it. My friends started calling it that. From then, I started naming it. But then again, why do we refer to vehicles in a sexist form, too? That is one of those questions that nobody ever really comes to a conclusion on. Cars, sports cars, station wagons, any form of a unibody construction always seems to follow onto the female form. Whereas big, burly vehicles that are body on frame and do heavy handling are referred to men. How many people out there, even the people that say it's sexist to genderfy things, have to ask themselves, do you refer to your vehicle as either a man or a woman or is it a piece of machinery see it is a piece of machinery when you don't genderfy it when you don't name it like i said i refer to the beast as she was the beast and my truck is him griff is powerful he is commanding my wife refers to her car as her so why do we genderfy it i think it dates back to a point that way back when we first started driving cars by the 50s when men and women and houses started having two vehicles Around the time people started getting two vehicles, yes, dads owned cars, but predominantly in rural areas, dad had a truck, mom had the car. The family car, the family station wagon for most farmers was owned by the wife, and the truck was owned by the husband. So it was his truck and her car. Because back then, it wasn't common to find females driving trucks. So it almost segmented us calling trucks as he. Personally, why do I do it? I just think of it big, burly, and rough and rugged. It's more massive. Masculine. It's got sleek, slender lines. They're sexy. It's more feminine. Doesn't mean I'm genderfying it. It's just the form that it follows. To myself, it's the way I name them. To anyone else there, they pick and shoot. But like I said, getting back to the main point of this, it's not about genderfying your vehicles. It's about naming your vehicle. Why do you name it? Hit us up on our Facebook page or Twitter or LinkedIn. Send us some comments. What do you name your vehicle? How did you come to that conclusion? These are amazing things. And we start naming them and start taking pride in the ownership of our vehicle. It becomes part part of the family then maybe fixing it will be a little bit easier because you, as i refer to it is my vehicles don't go to the shop to get fit they go and see the automotive doctor because griff is like part of the family and even my kids know that my son named my cx9 he named it lightning he came to that name because he liked lightning mcqueen i always thought it might have to do with you know how dad drives it and the thing handled amazingly like you barely felt like you're going fast so maybe it's because i was lightning fast but no he just wanted to name it lightning when i asked my wife why why she named her car Susie. She just said it went along with the name Susie the Suzuki. So all in all, when it comes to naming your vehicles, it does get brought down to main points. Like we said, it's size, it's color, it's appeal, it's segment, whether it's a truck or a car. There are many things that people choose to name vehicles. And my in-laws named, or I should say my mother-in-law named their vibe Red Rover because it was red and red rover was a game that children played so it just seemed to fit with it and when they first got it they had a fireman hat in the back of it because it was a fire engine red car pretty fitting sort of like my rio i have a little frog stuffed animal in the back called swampy all thanks to kia's original promotional gag with the kia sportage aye welcome to the swamp 
Swampy stuck. If my car was green, it probably would have been called Swampy instead. But because it's black and it nearly killed somebody, the Black Widow name kind of stuck. So ask yourself all around, how do you name your vehicle? And how did you come to the conclusion to name your vehicle? What gave you the inspiration to name it? And if you don't have a name for it, why? Why don't you name your vehicle? Is it because you see it as a giant hunk of metal? Or is it because you can't just be bothered to name it? To give it its own persona? Because we all know that every car company out there already has named your product for you. But do you really like that name? Do I really like to say Suzuki SX4? Or do I like to say that Suzy? Makes it more fitting and easier to say. My Rio is easy because it's a Rio. But Borrego? Griff is a lot easier to say than Borrego. It's like short forming your name. Everybody calls me Ev instead of Everett. So in the end, you have to ask yourself. In the industry, why do we name our cars? Why do we genderfy our vehicles? And how do we come to the conclusion of a specific name for your vehicle? Well, the past might have something to do with it, but there are a million other questions that need to be answered for you to come to the conclusion about why you named it that. And that is what Autolux has to ask all of our listeners out there is why did you come to the conclusion that's the name for your car? So if you liked what you hear today and you wish to comment about it, please follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Send a share, comment, or like us to keep following more of our podcasts from the auto looks podcast on spotify itunes google play amazon music youtube and over a Podbeam, our hosting site and keep touching down at www.autolux.net for all your automotive news and that great end of the year ratings that will be showing up in early january of 2021 so from all of us at autolux.net strap yourself in for one fun wild ride as we learn about your car's name